Hey, buddy, what you doing? Is it Christmas yet? No, sorry, not yet. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait for Christmas either. In fact, let's celebrate now. <laughs> Welcome to the Can't Wait for Christmas Podcast! <laughs> it's April 25th, 2016. As of today, there are eight months left until Christmas. Today on the show, I'm going to show some love to Michael Bublé's Christmas album. We're going to make some beautiful music together ourselves. The search for the ultimate version of Jingle Bells continues in the 2016 Jingle Brawl. Jingle Brawl. Jingle Brawl. Jingle Brawl. Jingle Brawl. Okay. And we're going to debate the merits of gift cards as Christmas presents. All right. Strap into that one-horse open sleigh, because it's time to start the show. Hello, Chris Musketeers. I'm Tim Babb, the stand-up comic with a borderline unhealthy obsession with Christmas. And this is the show where we get to celebrate Christmas all year long. Before we get into the show, I do have a favor to ask. If you are listening to this before April 30th, 2016, I would love it if you could go to podcastawards.com and nominate this show for Best Entertainment Podcast. It doesn't take very long, and it doesn't cost you anything, but it could really help the visibility of this show. Also, there are several other categories for you to nominate your other favorite podcasts. I put a link to podcastawards.com in the show notes of the website. I also posted about it on Twitter and on our Facebook page. That's how you know I'm serious. I hit all three. So thank you in advance because it would really fill me with cheer if you could go to podcastawards.com and nominate us. Okay, with that bit of housekeeping out of the way, we can move on to the point of this podcast, which is to keep the Christmas celebration going, which we're going to do in our first segment, We Need a Little Christmas. Now, take it, Muppets! We need a my favorite ways to keep my Christmas spirits up during the off-season is listening to Christmas music. However, you'll find the Christmas tunes sort of scarce most of the year. Fortunately, there's Pandora. For those of you who don't know about Pandora, it's like a radio station app, but you get to control it. So you open the search and type in whatever song you want, and then it'll usually play that exact song or at least something really similar to it or something by the same artist, something like that. That'll be your first song. And then, based on that suggestion, it will think of songs it thinks you might like. And then, when you play the song, you have the opportunity to give it a thumbs up, which means, yes, I like this, I want to hear more of it. Or you can give it a thumbs down, which means, uh-uh, don't play this anymore. So, as you keep doing that, song after song, you sort of curate your own radio station. After a while, the station just knows you and starts playing the exact music that you like. And they have a huge selection of Christmas songs, obviously, or why else would I bring this up on this show? So what I've been doing is curating my own Christmas radio station, and it's fun because you're listening to Christmas music, which is always fun, but it's also kind of like an activity because you're deciding. You're like a Roman emperor. This song lives. This song dies. Bring me the head of a chicken! Hang on, did Roman emperors ever ask for the head of a chicken? No? I'm not up on my Roman history. But what's cool is you get to pick the songs that you like and you'll hear a bunch of songs that you already know, but you'll also get new songs you hadn't heard of yet or maybe songs that you'd forgotten about. And that's one of the great things about radio. It has the ability to surprise you, which no matter how much music you have on your iPod or your iPhone or whatever, it's all there's going to be no real surprises. But radio has the ability to play something that you didn't know that you wanted. Of course, the problem with regular radio is they also have the chance to play Justin Bieber and there's nothing you can do about it. With Pandora, you can skip that mess. So that's my tip for you this week. Make yourself a Pandora station, curate it, and keep a little Christmas in your life. 
If you want a head start, I put a link to the Christmas station that I started in the show notes at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. And while we're on the subject of music, let's move on to our countdown segment, Five Golden Things. This edition of Five Golden Things came about when I was cleaning out my minivan. That's right, I roll in a minivan, son. Anyway, I stumbled upon my Michael Buble Christmas CD. I decided to pop it in while I was driving around, and I enjoyed it so much, I'm dedicating this list to my five favorite tracks off the CD. So let's get to it. Number five. Jingle Bells. Merry Christmas, ladies. Merry Christmas, Mr. Buble. Are you ready to sing a little Jingle Bells? Yes. Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells. Jingle all the way. This song was in the first round of our Jingle Brawl. You may have guessed that since I've devoted an entire year to comparing different versions of the song Jingle Bells, that I'm a pretty big fan of it. This version is definitely one of my faves. It's clearly influenced by the Bing Crosby, Andrew Sisters version, but with a modern swagger factor that Buble brings to it that makes it one of my faves. Number four. Christmas, baby, please come home. Let's sing and deck the hall. But it's not like Christmas at all I remember when you were here And all the fun we had last year This song was actually the reason I popped in the CD. I just had a hankering to hear this song, but I ended up listening to the whole album anyway. Now, this is not one of my top ten songs I think of when I think of Christmas music, but darned if Buble's version doesn't push it a little higher on my list. Number three. All I want for Christmas is you. And all the lights are shining so brightly everywhere. And the sound of children's laughter fills the air. And everyone is singing. I can hear those sleigh bells ringing. Sound you bring me the one I really love. Won't you please bring my baby to me? to admit, when I first bought this CD and I saw that this was one of the tracks, I almost skipped it. I mean, Mariah's original version of this song is one of the all-time classic Christmas songs. How could Buble hope to do it justice? But I decided to give it a try, and I am glad I did. The slower arrangement and the more mellow tone really work well as an alternative to the original. It turns out this was the version I didn't even know I wanted. Number two, White Christmas. Said Christmas card I write May your days, may your days, may your days Be merry and bright And may all your Christmases be white Speaking of iconic Christmas songs, they don't get much more iconic than Bing Crosby's White Christmas. Based on Buble's style, he could have covered it and done a pretty good modern-day version of the original Crosby arrangement. But instead... Oh, what is this? Oh, uh, okay. I see he did do just that on another album. Well, that's not what we're talking about right now. On this version, the version I'm talking about, he switched it up and added the old-time crooner vibe he's got going to the doo-wop rendition of the song done by the Drifters. It is a perfect mix. It's one of those songs that when it ends, I have to hit back just so I can hear the beginning one more time. Legends. Is there a chance we could fix that jingle before next Christmas? Maybe? No? 
Okay, I got two honorable mentions here. The first one is Santa Baby. This one just cracks me up. I thought the whole point of Santa Baby was that the singer was flirting with Santa. Am I wrong? Wait, is that what Buble is going for here? I'm not really sure, but either way, I'm just glad that this song exists. And my other honorable mention is It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. And I had to give this one a mention since this is the song that prompted me to buy this CD. See, back in episode 3 of this podcast, we did a Who Sang It Best for this song where Michael Buble faced off against Perry Como. You good people voted Perry Como the winner, but Buble's version intrigued me enough to buy this whole album. And I'm glad I did, because now I'm a proud owner of... Number one! Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. In my opinion, this version is a contender for the definitive version of this song. This soft, sultry ballad is made for a voice like Buble's, and he knocks it out of the park. This is Michael Buble, wishing you a very Merry Christmas. So that's what I think. What about you? Would you change the order up? Maybe swap out some of these for different songs? Let me know in the comments section at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. Now we're going to try out a new segment, or actually a news segment. <laughs> I'll stop. Anyway, this is All I Want for Christmas is News. All I want for Christmas is Okay. All right. Would you stop that? Anyway, I had wanted to add a Christmas current events section to the show at some point, but I didn't think I'd get to do it in April, but I've got two pieces of Christmas news to share. This first one you may have heard already. They announced at CinemaCon that Universal is making a computer animated version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Not only that, it was announced that Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be voicing the Grinch. It seems like this guy only takes a part if it can play an iconic pop culture character. Sherlock Holmes, Smaug, Khan, Doctor Strange, and now the Grinch. I don't think his agent lets him read scripts where he plays a normal guy anymore. Hey, yeah, we got a script for your boy Benedict Cumberbatch. He plays a renegade cop. Unless it's a renegade RoboCop, my client is not reading that script. Anyway, I, actually, I think it's a pretty good casting choice. He can definitely do menacing, but he also has a playful side. I'm just not sure about making The Grinch into a full-length movie. I mean, I personally like the Jim Carrey live-action movie, but I know a lot of people didn't. And one of the big complaints about that movie was they added too much backstory to The Grinch. But what else are you going to do? They had to add material just to make the TV version that we all love, and that was only a half hour with commercials. When you stretch this story to an hour and a half, you have to add something. Unless we just get to the end of the book in 12 minutes and just watch them eat the roast beast for an hour. Well, regardless of what they do, you and I both know I'm going to be seeing this thing when it comes out in theaters, so I might as well stop my griping. The next piece of news involves the world of Disney. Oh. Actually, I have that backwards. It involves Disney World. The Osborne lights might be coming back. Wait. I just realized not all of you may be Disney freaks, so for the non-Disney freaks, I should probably back it up a few steps. The Osbournes were a family in Arkansas that used to go really overboard decorating their house with Christmas lights. It started back in 1986 and just kept growing. And by growing, I mean they eventually bought the two houses next to them so they could expand their Christmas lights. However, the display also grew more and more popular every year until the neighbors started complaining. And by complaining, I mean filing lawsuits. The suits went all the way to the Supreme Court, attracting the attention of Disney. Well, Disney World bought the display and featured it 
every year in their Disney Hollywood Studios Park ever since 1995. However, Disney recently bought something else, Star Wars, and they are planning a whole new Star Wars land at the Hollywood Studios Park. Unfortunately, this meant they would be removing certain areas of the current park, and that included the area where their Osborne light display happened every year. So they announced that 2015 would be the last year for the display. Whew, that is a lot of backstory just to get to this one rumor reported by the Orlando Weekly. Apparently, and I'm quoting now, on Disney's Hollywood Studios website, the Osborne lights were still active, but instead of being listed in the streets of America, it is now listed in the newly renamed Muppets Courtyard. And the, the further, uh, the further confirmation of uh, it uh, turns out there's nothing further. Wow, that is pretty thin. Disney's web guy forgets to update something, and they take that to mean the Osborne lights are coming back after they made such a big deal about last year being their farewell season. Yeah, that totally seems legit. Well, anyway, we'll be sure and keep following this story for any future updates. Back to you, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Always a pleasure to talk to myself. Speaking of talking to myself and ham-fisted segues, it's time to move on to our next segment. Christmas shopping can be stressful. Long lines, traffic, sometimes you can't find the thing you want, or somebody outbids you for it on eBay. It's a mess. One solution for modern-day gift givers is the gift card. But... Is the gift card a good present or just the lazy way out? When I was younger, I felt one way. Now that I'm a little older, I've changed my point of view. That's what makes me the perfect person to debate me on this issue. So I'm just going to fly around the earth backwards at super speed and grab my younger self and bring him here so I can have this argument with him in a segment I like to call Christmas Past versus Christmas Future. It's time for Christmas Past versus Christmas Future! Okay, we're back. That made no logical sense. Don't worry about that. But how did flying around the Earth backwards take you back in time? That's not what we're here to talk about. And if you brought me from the past into the future, then I couldn't have grown up to become you, so how do you still exist? Shouldn't you be erased from existence like Marty McFly almost Can was? you focus, please? You know I can't. Fair enough. But we're not here to talk about time travel or the problems with Superman the movie. We are here to talk about gift cards. Are they a good Christmas gift? No. Yes! No! Yes! No way! I can't have grown into a dude who gives out gift cards. They're barely a gift. If you think so little of the person, why get them anything at all? It's like you can only be bothered to do half the work. Look, I picked out the store. You take it from here. I need a nap. Really, instead of doing something nice, you've just given them another chore to do. Like, hey, dearest loved one, after you're done putting away the leftover Christmas dinner, washing the dishes, cleaning up the wrapping paper, emptying the garbage, run to the store and get yourself the present I couldn't be bothered to get you. Merry Christmas. Look, why take a chance and give somebody a gift just to have them hate it? They have to pretend they love it because only a jerk would open a Christmas present and tell the person who got it for them that it's awful. So you gotta come up with a positive thing to say about some crappy piece of junk. It's like an improv game where nobody wins. Oh, Aunt Melinda, a chia pet shaped like President Obama. You know me so well. I can't wait to watch as tiny sprout things grow very gradually out of its head day by day. It's just what I wanted. This is way better than a gift card that I could have used to buy literally anything else. But the whole point is to open a thing on Christmas morning. It doesn't have to be awesome. It just has to be a thing that's physically there so you can play with it right then. How are you going to play with a gift card? All you can do is sit there and imagine the long lines you'll be stuck in trying to buy something with this thing on the most crowded shopping day the day after Christmas. That's why you get them an Amazon gift card and they can order online. That's what I just said. They'll be waiting online all day. No, 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 no. Online. On on the internet. The what now? The internet. What's an internet? Oh man, I am so old that my teenage self doesn't know what the internet is. 
<sighs> so, in your future, you can use your computer to talk to other people and access information from all over the world. Wow! Yeah, but mostly people use it to look at cats. Ugh. Do I have to grow up? Afraid so. Anyway, there's a company called Amazon that sells just about everything you could want. Clothes, toys, movies, music, electronics, furniture. They'll deliver it straight to your door. How's that for convenience? Sure, it's convenient for you. You didn't have to put any thought into the gift. You might as well just hand them cash. Here's how much our relationship is worth to me this year. Ten dollars at Blockbuster. Instead, why don't you go down to Blockbuster and pick out a movie that maybe you saw together with your loved one. Something that means something. Something that's personal. Christmas isn't about giving a gift just to give a gift. It's about reaffirming a connection with the people you love. Well, first of all, there are no Blockbusters anymore. Now people can watch movies over the internet without even having to get off the couch. Witchcraft! But it's funny that you bring up Blockbuster because they were actually the first ones to offer gift cards. They started offering them in 1994 because they needed a way to replace gift certificates when color printers started becoming more prevalent and people were creating counterfeit gift certificates. So boom, the gift card was born. Soon, Neiman Marcus, Mobile Gas, and Kmart adopted gift card systems of their own. These days, you can go to a grocery store and find a whole rack of gift cards. Anything from food, sports equipment, Disneyland tickets, plane tickets. You're sure to find a way to give someone exactly what they want. Not really. I mean, you're pointing them in the right direction, but they are the ones getting what they want. Plus, you're not even getting them a memory. When you get a gift, a real gift from somebody, you hold on to it. You treasure it. Oh, I can't throw that shirt out. My buddy Brian gave me that shirt. But if you give somebody a McDonald's gift card, what do they have to hold on to? Maybe they'll remember you fondly when they burp, but who wants that? So, better to be stuck holding on to a bunch of junk you don't want just for the sake of nostalgia? Ugh. I wish I could throw out this copy of the Batman vs. Superman movie, but if Noah comes over and notices it's gone, it'll hurt his little fee wings. Wait, there's a movie with Batman and Superman in it together? Oh yeah, Wonder Woman's in it too. What? Why would you want to throw that out? Oh, because it's awful. Superman is a moody jerk who only has like 40 lines, Batman straight up murders people, and they force like three different comic book storylines together and mess them all up just to try and catch up with Marvel, who has been killing it at the movies. Okay. Gift cards are one thing, but I cannot deal with a future where I turn my back on Superman and become a Marvel fanboy? Take me home now. Wait, what about the debate? Buy all the gift cards you want. Just take me home. Sweet. I win. Up, up, and away! And I'm back. Come to think of it, I really should have warned him about Batman and Robin. Oh, well, let's shake off some of these negative vibes as we immerse ourselves in one of the holiday's jolliest songs. It's time for round four of the Jingle Brawl. Jingle Brawl. Jingle Brawl. Jingle Brawl away. All this year, we're asking for your votes as we try to pick the definitive version of the song Jingle Bells. So far, we've had 30 artists compete. Only the artists with the top votes will be coming back for the semifinals at the end of the year. So today, 10 more artists need your vote. Don't let them down. Let's meet the contestants now. Fats Domino. Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells. The Carpenters. Dashing through the snow in one horse open sleigh. All the fields we go, laughing all the way. Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. 
Naked Ladies. Now the ground is white Go it while you're young Take the girls tonight Sing this slaying song The Three Stooges So then we bought a horse His coat was solid gray But that's because the horse of course is older than the sleigh Scotty McCreary Well, jingle bells, jingle bells You can find the full versions of each of our contender songs and cast your vote at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. You can vote once a day, every day, until the polls close on May 20th, 2016. So show some love to the one who makes your spirit bright in the 2016 Jingle Brawl! Whew! All this brawling, time-traveling, and jibber-jabbering is just too much for this old country bear. Time to close the curtain on today's show. But before we go, I'd like to once again shamelessly beg you to nominate us for Best Entertainment Podcast at podcastawards.com. <clears throat> please! 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 The nominations are over on April 30th! Please! Okay, begging accomplished. I hope you'll all look past my patheticness and join us again next month on the 25th for more holly jolly hijinks. In the meantime, keep laughing all the way. And that was Christmas 1983. Actually, Dad, it's 2016. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you for listening to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you have any comments on this or any episode, feel free to leave them at our website, can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. While you're there, you could also find our iTunes link where you can subscribe and write us a review. A five-star one, if you're so inclined. <laughs> You'll also find a link to our official Zazzle store, where you can find all sorts of customizable Christmas merchandise. You'll also find a link to our Facebook fan page and our Twitter feed. And if you want to email us directly, we can always be reached at christmas at tancast.com. The Can't Wait for Christmas podcast is part of the Tancast Podcast Network. We wish you a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band. And this wonderful version of Jingle Bells on the Accordion was performed Formed by the amazing Kristen Norwicky. All other music and sound effects are properties of their individual copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. All right, I think that's the end of this show. I can't think of anything else, Dad. How about you, boys? God blesses everyone. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Or you can give it a thumbs down, which means don't play this for me anymore. Mm-mm. No, sir. Is that an ant crawling in my ear? Because that would make me unhappy. You've got an ant problem. <clears throat> anyway, I stumbled upon my Michael Bublé... <laughs> the first one you may have heard. They announced at... Oh, <laughs> there's a blank here, because it was like, Tim, do the research on this before you record. Or, do the research of this while you're recording.
Ten more artists need your vote. Don't let them down. Let's meet the contestants now. Oh, crap. <laughs> I just realized I don't have a list of the contestants open right now. Scotty McCreary. I hope I pronounced that right.